If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. If you've enjoyed the content we've made so far in 2023, we're asking you to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and toss us $10 to say thanks as a part of August's Kind of Funny Patreon pledge drive. That 10 spot would get you access to more than 300 exclusive episodes of content. And to give you a taste, we're posting one of our Patreon shows just like this each Saturday and Sunday in August. Enjoy! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Remember Blank, the show where me, Barrett, and Tim remember our favorite and sometimes least favorite video game memories alongside you. If you want to join in on the nostalgia, head on over to kindoffunny.com slash rememberblank, where we're looking for your favorite E3 memory, your favorite PlayStation conference memory, your favorite Final Fantasy memory, your favorite Street Fighter memory, and oh, so much more. We need you for future episodes, so write it for free at kindoffunny.com slash rememberblank. Today's headline is ripped. From the Kind of Funny Games cast review of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, we are saying let's remember your Zelda game. It's oh. always one that I leave open to interpretation, mm -hmm. Tim. So when I say, Tim, tell me about your Zelda game. What do you do? I, I love that, that question. I love being on the show my very first time. Ah! What an idiot! Jackass! <laughs> Bye, Barrett! Thanks for joining time, us! Time. Thank you, Barrett. You're not looking okay right Tim now. Tim has spilled LaCroix on the table. But it's okay. It ni it's nicely congealing in this little little area here. Thank you so much. It is not running to the hills. Um, sitting right there. You know, this leads into Wind Waker, a lot of water. But no, Wind ah. Waker is not my answer. Not my okay, answer. Okay, okay, okay. Um, my answer, when you ask that, like okay. my first gut instinct is probably not what you'd expect. Thank you. So I honestly have no idea. What, I, have no, I have no guess from you on what it would this be going to be. The Oracle games. Actually. Oh, or I would season say, and such? Yes, I would say that those are, are my my Zelda. They were they were really the first one that I got into because I think that uh Pokemon kind of eased me into the understanding of that type of game. Because yeah. when we were little kids, uh Kevin and I like really first got into video games because uh his mom would take us to garage sales and yep. we would uh growing up in the nineties, um it was the best time to to get into video games because all the people with the NES were moving on to college and stuff yeah. and getting rid of it. So we both scored massively by being able to get an NES with like just every, every game in the catalog to be able to play um, and popping in. Of course, there was something tantalizing about those gold cartridges, you know, yeah. you see them, they stood out so much. You're like, yo, this is awesome. Let's, let's try out legend of Zelda. And immediately we're overwhelmed. There was words, there was um, like wasn't a, a action lack. heavy as you jump straight into it. Yeah, kind of a lack of um, direction, especially with the yeah. the first one. Um, even the second one, the the platforming stuff felt felt a bit more familiar, but like the, it was very very open in a way mm. that was was intimidating. So Zelda, I kind of put on the back burner, but because of playing Pokemon on the Game Boy, I was like, oh, I'm into this. Like seeing uh, the Oracle games kind of get um, promoted heavily back in like 1998. I was like, I I'm here, I'm here for these ones. And I liked the two different versions. And again, I think there was a nice Pokemon through line to me yeah, too. Sure. That sense of familiarity with like a lot of like the same kind of 
like uh, character designs and things like that yeah. for for Pokemon for sure. So so yeah, Oracle really got me in. Then it wasn't until uh, the GBA um, version of the port of Link to the Past where mm. I played that. I'm like, oh baby, yeah. this is where it's really good. But yeah. My first answer, the Oracle games. You're far from alone. Dear Six Lit wrote into kindoffunny.com slash remember blank just like you can and says Oracle of Ages and Seasons. I adore these Zelda games and consider it funny that Capcom made the best Zelda games. Just super fun and creative with great sprite work, songs, dungeons, and new characters. I played these so much as a kid and bought them on the 3DS eShop the day they got ported. I need a Link's Awakening style remake for it, hopefully including the cut oracle of of secrets content uh they are just charming and delightfully underplayed zelda games frankfurter agrees and says the legend of zelda oracle of ages slash seasons i never finished the game when i had it back when i was a kid however i loved getting lost in that game i even had a choose your own adventure book based off the game it holds a special place in my heart hell yeah hell yeah barrett when i ask you to tell me about your zelda game what do you say i don't think i have an answer Oh, I've been no. I've been kind of thinking about this uh, last night because yeah I think this is also my first time like officially on Remember Blank and not just uh, you know part of the uh, the background there and so I was thinking about this last night and I don't yeah I don't think I have like one answer because I heavily associate certain games with like different parts of my life sure right and so it's hard to just like just choose one um, like you know shout out to one of my earliest memories of getting the see-through uh green n64 with pk64 yeah uh for christmas and like because i got that in 2000 i already had like a you know wide breadth of uh library to play from wild yeah it was wild wild. um and so yeah like i heavily associate like the early days of like ocarina of time uh you know playing link to the past with my babysitter um and then like yeah, I would say like the the kind of gap for me is like I never owned a GameCube, but I remember like playing through Wind Waker at like a friend's house, like over a period of like weeks or months or whatever sure. it was. Um and then yeah, like I remember in high school playing Skyward Sword and like borrowing a friend's Wii to play through Skyward Sword and like that sticks out to me because that was the first time I was ever playing through a game and I was like, I need to look up reviews for this. Yeah. Cause I'm not vibing with this game at all. And then yeah, to see all the like the tens, uh, and yeah, and like all of, all of the yeah. praise for this game, and I felt like I was the I was the weird one. I was the yeah, weirdo. Yeah, you're the outlier. Um, and then coming back to the franchise in 2013, maybe uh, 2014 for uh, a link between worlds on the 3ds, and that felt like the kind of moment of like kind of recapturing my love for the series, and then. You know, Breath of the Wild uh, was the first Zelda game, uh, Zelda game to come out when I was in the industry. Like, I was sure. five months wow. at IGN. Um, and so, yeah, I heavily associate, like, that era of my life uh, with, with Breath of the Wild. And then Skyward Sword, weirdly, like, again, when I did Zelda in review, right, that was the first game that I played for that because uh, I wanted to do in the weird, complicated timeline order. And that's Skyward Sword kind of starts it all off, right? And to kind of go back to Skyward Sword after like almost a decade and fall in love with it for different reasons. Like I still had like my qualms with like uh, gameplay and design and things, uh, but appreciating more of the story and the lore and the characters. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just like a weird, like, I don't know if I have like just one game <clears throat> that I could identify as my Zelda game, just because the franchise has lived uh, as a whole throughout my entire life in different phases. Um but shout out to the Link to the Past comic that I had for yeah. for the longest time. I think I still have it at home. Uh, and it's 
like for the longest time that was like my Zelda thing like I, <laughs> I loved reading that thing back to back and it was weird and goofy and uh, I think Link's personality because they made him a non-silent protagonist it's like somewhere in between of like what you think is like cool Link and like the CDI game Link uh, but yeah I like adored that just for like the art and all that stuff and yeah there was a point where like I liked reading that more than like playing some of the games and I don't know. It's a, it's a complicated answer, Greggy. I love that there is a complicated answer. You know, for me, it's uh, easily Ocarina of Time. And it's because, of course, I was a Sega kid, right? I think my Zelda uh, knowledge before that was probably limited to, uh, you know, seeing occasionally on shows. I remember, like, you know, back in my day, there'd be the TV show where the kids had to play through stuff fast on TV. I remember that's where I learned about Mega Man. That's where I did all the stuff. I don't think it was Dick Arcade. It was syndicated oh, really? on, like... Uh, WFLD Chicago Fox Ooh. 32 I was catching wow. kids playing Mega Man or whatever the hell these competitions were at the time uh and so you know I remember uh being at my cousin's house I came over to visit when we must have been like five six seven somewhere in there and uh you know my older cousin was like I got there and he was like hey hi bye I'm leaving and my my younger cousin was like you know don't you want to hang out like Greg's never here or whatever and he's like he picked up the gold cartridge for his Zelda NES and he's like whatever brandon next door has a game genie don't you want to see this game get beaten and he left <laughs> and oh. he was like oh, we're finally gonna get revenge <laughs> on this game and beat this game and so you jump to yeah you know n64 i was in high school uh n64 was the fun machine you know i think at this point i, I already bought mine and was you know playing uh no mercy or well wcw nwo revenge probably at the time uh playing that playing golden eye like you know i was going to people's houses and i remember for Michael Bryan, what a huge deal it was when uh, Ocarina of Time was coming. Mm. And when it finally dropped, he got the gold cartridge. You know, we'd go over there on Fridays to watch wrestling and eat Sir Nick's pizza and party or whatever. And party is like, you know, you did as like you know, <laughs> getting dropped off by your mom and then eventually driving over there. Uh, and I remember like there just being this huge argument between Mike and Jay all the time about if it was Ganondorf or Ganondorf. Love and, that. And they went back That's and the dude, Kakariko yeah. or Kakaroki. Like, oh, yeah, oh, Ganondorf, oh, Ganondorf, Ganondorf, come over here and do this, Ganondorf. He's like, you're an idiot. Like that. That's great. But I remember watching it and talking some vague shit to it or whatever and like never really d doing it. And I remember like, uh, I went, a Blockbuster was closing because even then Blockbusters were closing. Uh, and I went to a sale and they were selling all these games the loose cartridges and they had a whole mm. bunch of the gold ocarina times and i didn't buy it and i told mike and he's like you're a fucking idiot like yeah. you're gonna regret that decision he was and so at the end of that school year i was getting ready to take the act and shout he was like the act shout out to the act and all these fucking not the sat no, the no, no. act take them both why not <laughs> uh mike's like listen you're gonna love this game just try it and he gave me the cartridge and uh the guide or whatever they had for it and I was like, okay. And it was that thing where I started it the night before the ACTs and I played it to like three in the morning. You yeah. know what I mean? Like not the smartest decision, but I was so enamored with the game. Yeah. And like that was, that was my Zelda. That was my mm. first time learning any of this. And like, you know, I think it's so funny to play Zelda's now and it is like, okay, you're Link and you're this, or you're the fairless boy or whatever. You know, they're always, you know, they're building on it, but for it to be fresh and me to know none of it, like yeah. I know nothing Great about one. it. Like that was such an awesome way to jump in and like. You know, the other story I, I've told before I know, but I actually don't talk about Zelda, I feel, as much as I talk about everything else, mm. uh, you know, was always going to be that I was in uh, English class in high school. They were like, you know, you have to write an, we're doing sample college essays. 
you have to write an essay comparing and contrasting two different time periods, and they gave you the list of books you could use. And I had read none of those books, but I had played Ocarina of Time. And so sure as shit, I wrote this essay about like what it was like to go there as young Link, get the Master Sword, right, pull it out, come out and have it be of the Temple of Time, right, and have it be all the zombie mummy people and all that stuff. And like the redeads, you know, I got to be on it. Like, he was like, listen, you need to read more books, but this but, is really well done. And you know, you, hey, you run like that's great. That's that into Majora's Mask, right, which was awesome. Of to, like for me again. Never having played a Zelda, like, oh, cool, I'm, we're getting a sequel to this Link. I didn't really understand it, but I was, like, so into it because it was yeah. my Link, and, like, it, what a time to be alive. It's funny you say that, and then uh, there you bring it up, the, the Link to the Past comic book of, like, that kind of being your Zelda thing. Like, yeah. so I, with Oracle of Ages and all that and Seasons, I got so into it, and I loved, I loved Zelda. At that point, I was like, I want more, I want more, but, like, it, it's not today where you couldn't just like oh i want to play an old game and you just play the old game right and even going back to the old nes ones they still i still didn't love them i still was like oh yeah. this this is not what i'm expecting from the experience and um i didn't have access to ocarina my best friend curry and it was one of his final fantasy 7 and ocarina were like his favorite games ever um great taste and um i just had never never played it i didn't get to play ocarina really until uh in the lead up to wind waker there was a oh. if you pre-ordered wind waker you got a promotional disc that had um zelda was... one two ocarina and master uh, quest master, master quest, quest. Oh, yeah. yeah i remember that um and so that was like my first time really playing that and but so before then i remember in the lead up to majora's mask i would every single egm or nintendo power about majora's mask i would read every single detail even though i had not even played ocarina yet and i wasn't going to be able to play majora's mask because i didn't have an expansion pack for, mm, uh, right n64 so like i i didn't play majora's you needed to get way, that way, way later. green uh, uh n64 that, that came, came with it, it. exactly yeah. um but there was just something about majora's mask that was so cool like yep. the purple the darkness very of it, creepy the, the, mask, the design like, of that mask is awesome i was obsessed with mm. drawing Majora's skull kid and all that when i was a little kid and i didn't, hadn't even played the game so uh, then Wind Waker, as that was coming out, I was really excited for it. I played through it, and I loved it. Yeah. But there was something about it, like because of the tenor of how everyone was talking about the game mm. at launch, it didn't it didn't feel that special. It didn't feel <laughs> oh, like what man. we what we wanted. Yeah, and and, and that's why it, it, with me being so young at the time like i like i'm not fucking paying attention to what everybody else is saying like i don't even know if at the time i really knew anybody outside of my friend who had the gamecube that really talked about zelda because i remember it was the first time i played wind waker wasn't at his house it was fuck it was at a toys r us with the the video demo game section the demo and you, yeah you got to sneak around and i remember just being like head over heels immediately for the art style tune link yeah the creepy like I love uh, like it, the design the the fucking awesome design of um i forget what that temple is uh but when you have, have to go there for the first time and you don't have the sword or anything you feel so powerless and anytime one of the bacoblins sees you it's like immediately like you're getting captured and kicked off and then when you come back later and you all powered up and you're just like breezing through it it's like one of the coolest things and so like I remember getting to that part uh, for the first time I played Wind Waker, like after playing the demo and playing it at my friend's house. But I never remember like fully beating it like that, like all of everything probably past the second time you go there was all new to me when I uh, like went back to it in Zelda in review. Yeah. Um, Wind Waker again was like, you know, the build up to it, right? It's the next one after the N64 ones that I fell in love with. Right. And my Wind Waker memory is I also don't remember the scuttlebutt around. I don't think I was. It's weird because I was reading EGM, obviously, mm -hmm. I was online, but I guess I wasn't on like forums and message boards to really get the audience's take as much as like, oh, like 
whatever Shu thinks of this is, you know, whatever. And so maybe there was respectful debate there, but I thought it looked cool. And again, yeah. I had no attachment to the series. I, I'm, this is my third game in it. Like, what's up? What's going on? This seems neat. And I, what my memory for that will always be is that I had my TV in college in my room, obviously, and then we had a common space where we'd play cart and we'd play uh, Toadstool Tour and play everything out there or whatever. But like that, I had bought my own GameCube for Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes mm. and then, you know, RE and stuff like that. So I had it in the room. And when I got Wind Waker, that was like when all the antlers, like who were just like coming by to get a beer, or do whatever, but they would pile into my room and just watch. It was like the first theater, like let's play experience I had for me, where it was that I would just sit there and play. And I remember Greg Stotler sitting there drinking a beer and be like, Oh my God, like, how are you doing? What is this puzzle? We'll do this yeah. during that. And, and like, I was like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, man. It's funny. Cause like I, I was when, when Wind Waker was coming out, I must've been like 10, 11, 12, some, somewhere around there. And um, that was when I was like, like addicted to EGM and like, yeah. reading everything and being on Game Facts, being on forums and stuff. And EGM, like they had a fairly anti GameCube slant, I would say for the for a while. And like the, a lot of the opinion I had about the potential of Wind Waker was led by what other people were saying, sure. as sure, opposed sure, sure. to getting my own hands on it. And again, I ended up really enjoying the game when I played it. But yeah. it always felt because of the conversation, like it was lesser than, like it didn't matter as much, which we all now know is silly looking back. Of course, but so good because of all that. That meant that for me being more like 13 to 16 in the lead up to Twilight, Twilight Princess, like going back to your question of Greg or Tim, what is your Zelda game? It's like it is Oracle of Ages and Seasons in terms of what actually got me into the franchise. Yeah. Twilight Princess is my game in the sense of like every piece of information. I was scouring the screenshots, reading every single thing. There wasn't bit breakdowns to watch, but I would have watched them all. Yeah. Every gameplay <laughs> thing clip that was released, I watched a thousand times. My desktop wallpaper was the art of Wolf Link and yeah. Link. Like I was obsessed with Twilight Princess in the the lead in. Cool that. game. Very cool game. That was an amazing time. Uh, you know what I mean? The build up and it was gonna be the Wii version, yeah, right? Exactly. Like it's gonna be this new console, it's gonna be this new thing. You know, I this is like I am not professionally covering video games, but I mm. am kind of. This is after the Tribune had given me my video game column and blog, so I was covering the Wii, and it was a big deal. And so the build-up to that, like, again, coming off of, man, three for three amazing Zelda games. I can't fucking wait, yada, yada, yada. And I remember, you know, Twilight Princess, I don't remember fondly. I don't remember negatively. Mm. It just didn't hit the way the last three had done. Yeah. My Twilight Princess memories are, of course, the Wii getting it, thinking it would be what would be played every day when in reality it was Wii Sports because it was like, what the fuck is this? And everyone in the house, everybody wanted to do it, right? Uh, but then it was also the fact that for Twilight Princess, that was when my ex sat next to me and like quietly got sick of watching me fail and like looked at a, a guide on, 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 I guess, <laughs> a laptop, not even her phone, right? It was like, well, I, like gave you out the fake things for a Maybe. little bit. And I was like, well, what yeah. about that thing? I was like, Rah. And then she also called the bad guy Fringe Fingers because he did this yeah, with yeah, yeah. Yeah. draped fringes. And I was like, that's funny as hell. Z Zant, I think his Zant, name is. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Zant. He's such <laughs> a pathetic weeb. Um, Oh shit! What was I? I, I was going to say something about Twilight Princess, and I blanked on it. I, we can kick it to somebody else if you want, because let me tell you, everybody wrote in about everything, and I love it. We have Hell so yeah. many diverse things, but a million it goes. And we'll go to Tyler Washington, who writes into kindoffunny.com/slash remember blank and says, "Twilight Princess will always be my Zelda for multiple reasons. I had always been a Link main in Smash, but never completed a Zelda game, even though I'd play everyone from Link's Awakening till that point in time. So, as a challenge for my friends, they said either I rent Twilight." 
Princess, RIP Blockbuster, beat it in a week, or get a new main because I was a fake fan and too good. I'd go, I'd go on to beat Twilight Princess in five days with time to spare and still a Link main to this day, but the memories and adventures I had as the elf man in green <laughs> will last a lifetime. Here's to hoping Tears of the Kingdom will run on our switches. Clap emoji. <laughs> I do remember what I was going to say, and it's uh, all kind of credit to you, Tim of uh kind of the the road that got me down to in review eventually was i remember in the first couple months of me being here at kind of funny you shared a video probably on like in internet explorers or something uh from good blood and it was a video breakdown of why ocarina of time is the saddest uh zelda game and it was very up your alley yes and but it was really (laughs) yeah it was uh it was really that video that got me into the lore of everything more so than I'd ever like really been into. Like I, I liked the separate stories and little teases here and there of like how games connect, but it was really of like watching that good blood video, really like diving deep into like the really just dark things that Ocarina kind of covers, but is like a little bit more of the subtext really. Um, and then that eventually got me down the rabbit hole of watching YouTubers like Zeltic and becoming super obsessed with lore. And then like finding all of these like, really vague like easter eggs and breath of the wild like shouting out like all of these different games um so it was like that that really like led me down to like just being obsessed with how all the games interconnect in the in the timeline which led to uh in review so it's your fault it is my fault it's your fault i made that four hour video (laughs) i I love it everyone should go check that out if you want more zelda stuff more hype leading into tears of the kingdom yeah if you like this is gonna be the slowest fucking week imaginable so yeah like you know kill four hours there Ben M writes in about Twilight Princess, and I thought this was a sweet one. It's not even really the game, but the fact that I would get stuck on a puzzle, and I would explain it to my mom, and somehow she would always help me solve the puzzle. Love. Shout out to mom for always putting up yeah. my ramblings. I love that, that idea. That is great. You know, there is something about Zelda that I was uh, t- saying earlier that I was too young to really understand the first ones, but like, I think Zelda is a, a great family game in a lot of ways. Where, oh, for like, sure. Being able to play with uh, adults and them kind of helping out and like you get to have fun, but then it, it becomes a communal experience. Like I know a lot of people that like Curran really bonded with his older sisters because mm. they kind of like helped him play through Ocarina for the sure. first time. And I just like I know a lot of people with those stories and like that's not a necessarily unique thing to Zelda, but in the same way you're saying like everyone's writing in about every game. Like Zelda has been around for so long, like since essentially the dawn of video games as we know them now. And there's been uh, important revolutionary entries um, every couple years. And uh, that that revolution means something to every generation in a different way where, you know, flash forward 10 years, like people are going to be talking about Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild in the same way we're talking about Arena and Links of the Past. And they're probably going to be talking about like whatever other weird ones end up coming out. It's what makes it special, Mm -hmm. right? I think and it is the fact that, you know, it's always going to start the same way, you know, give or take. I'm not trying to sound like I'm insulting the franchise, but insults the, it starts the same way. And then it is this grand adventure, right? Of saving the princess, stopping the ultimate evil. There's going to be puzzles. There's going to be dungeons. There's going to be cool stories. And like it ebbs and flows into what that looks like and how that works and where you go, but you're still going to have those moments, right? Mm. I think of Zelda's Zelda has wow moments that always stand out, right? Like for me, of course it's a tired one. I think for everybody who played it, 
but when you opened up into Hyrule Field in Ocarina, God. right? And you're like, what the fuck? Chills. And it's just in front of you, right? Yep. And that way out. In the same way of uh, Breath of the Wild, when it was, mm. you jump off the plateau and you're there. Or first time you find the divine beasts, these giant things lumbering through the world, and you're going to go in there and fight again. My first chill for Breath of the Wild, because, yeah, I was at IGN. Um, I remember, like, I didn't have a code. Like, I think at the time, like, Nintendo sent IGN three codes for Breath of the Wild. One was the reviewer, one was guides, one was, I think, for the gameplay team. But I wasn't the one on the gameplay team actually, like, playing the game, recording clips. Uh, but, like, everybody would send me their shit to, like, schedule out of, like, okay, like, this is embargo time, let's have all these uh, clips. So I was, like, editing a lot of footage. So I saw a lot of this stuff before I actually got to play it. Um, and so, like, that first, like, major hour or so, like, when you're on the Great Plateau, I was like, okay, this is cool, but I've, like, seen this a little bit before and, and all that stuff. So the big moment for me personally uh, when I finally got to play Breath of the Wild is when you're kind of, when you go past the uh, the dueling peaks and then you hear, like, the remix of Opponent's song yeah. and then you find the horse stable because yeah. I had not seen that in any gameplay that I had edited and that was, like, a all, like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Love it. Uh, I'll never get that memory out of my head. And then, yeah, uh, to talk about family a little bit, like, my dad's not, like, a huge, like, gamer um but he is always like a he's a nintendo kid essentially and like he was a late bloomer when it came to zelda because he was more into like the fun collectathon 3d platformers dk64 uh mario 64 all that uh but outside of link to the past like he didn't really get into the other zelda games until probably like i was already living here and in high school and like him and i would like uh be on phone calls every once in a while and he's like hey do you know how to get this like this chest that i'm trying to figure out um and so, like, I, I love that he's, like, also had this, like, resurgence in, like, the last, like, decade and, like, always going back and, like, replaying them. And that's why, like, I'm so fucking excited for him to get here so I can give him my Switch OLED right. and, like, be able to give him Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. And then also wow. because, like, I already have, like, I made him, him an account and I've added him to my family plan so he'll also get, like... Super Nintendo games, the N64 games, That's and all awesome. that. So, um, yeah. It's time to be your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Trucksess writes in to kindoffunny.com slash remember blank, just like you can, and says, the OG. I got it on a sick day in elementary school and was completely blown away. I don't even remember how I had even heard of it. Just remember getting that ticket at Toys R Us and going to that weird closet to pick it up. Gameplay-wise, just being able to save your game was an innovation. Shout out to the Weird Toys R Us That's closet. That's mainly why I read it. Like, I want to give the original Do you remember the it? Weird Toys oh, R Us closet? Oh, I live the original Toys R Us closet. <laughs> Do you? Because I would have thought that would have not been gone by the time you were there, too. I mean, I Do just... you have the tickets, like, off the... the I glass? don't remember the tickets, but I just... Okay. I remember the, the closet and just, like, just being able to, like... Such a weird way to check out for oh, games yeah. that you go there with your ticket. You, if you don't remember because you're young, I understand. It would be that there was giant glass cases of video games. This is my thing. I'm always slamming my finger against it when I saw Ghostbusters in there. And then there'd be the little tickets hanging on a little in a little plastic, like basically uh, name badge. You'd pull that. You'd go there. You'd get there. They'd scan it. That you'd put, your parents would pay for it. Then you would go with your receipt to the little weird cabinet where a guy would look at it and give you whatever Game Boy NES, any Super NES game you were gonna get. It's so special, man. Like that it's is so like, special. It's like such a. Maybe like, I had like a remnant of it because I yeah I don't remember the whole ticket system, but I yeah. remember that setup. So yeah. I don't know, like it might they might I mean they might have changed it by that you yeah. know by the time you were in there getting stuff or whatever. Yeah, the the two things for me like the the '90s gaming buying experience was. Uh, it was one of three things. It was either Toys R Us with the the slips. You just go to Blockbuster and you rent it. You're not actually going to buy it. But yeah, like, yeah. That was such a way people played games then. 
And uh, the last one would be at Funko Land, which was like used, what turned into GameStop essentially. Um, and they have this newspaper every month that they would release that had the price of all the used games. Would they and, pay for it? And also what they would pay if you turned your games in. So you'd and have I, that, and you'd have your piece of paper and your pencil, yep. and you'd write in the margins. Like, if I had all this, if I have this, and yeah, this, yeah. you highlight it. It was just a trade a thon of like constantly doing it. And it was so funny because, like, like, I remember there'd be points where, like, Super Mario uh, and Duck Hunt, like, the combo mm. card, it'd be nine cents <laughs> you could buy. And you're like, <laughs> why even sell it? But, yeah. like, oh, what yeah. a time. Your parents are like, hey, are you, uh, you know, uh, practicing for your math test? Like, no, I'm just fucking figuring out GameStop. Like, <laughs> and they, I mean, that must have been one of those first times we were all using math. They must oh, have been for stoked sure. to see you doing something with us. You know what I mean? Not hating it. Uh, Kai, also known as Arvel Krynan, writes in and says, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the OG Game Boy version. I've only had the original Game Boy since ni- uh, 1991, and Link's Awakening was one of uh, my games for it. Uh, I fell in love with the beautiful island of Koholint. Am I saying that right? Would you want? I, I Zelda, baby. Yeah, Koholint? yeah. And its magical wonders and, and beautiful melodies. Uh, looking at you, the Ballad of the Windfish, uh, one of the most beautiful chip tune pieces of music of all time. Oh. Yeah. Back in the day, we had this free magazine called Club Nintendo here in Germany, uh, which I think was basically a German version of Nintendo Power. I think it was monthly or bi-monthly magazine, and they had regular walkthroughs in their magazines long before there were IGN guides or YouTube walkthroughs. Anyway, once Link Awakening, Link's Awakening came out, they printed the maps of Koholint piece by piece. So at some point, I took all the magazines with me to some local shop with a copy printer, made a copy of all the sub maps, and pasted them together in one large piece of scrap paper. looking like Charlie Day for right? I love <laughs> Well, at that point, Photoshop was still something from the future, and some of the copied maps were not scaled correctly t- towards each other, and so the stitch panorama uh, was not well aligned. But I had it then, the beautiful map of Koholint in its entire glory. I think I was 14 at the time, but I was quite happy about this. Now, 30 years later, it's actually quite funny because there are dozens of sellers who sell Koholint maps or posters on canvas screens at Etsy. I never had this kind of connection to any other Zelda game. Therefore, this is my Zelda game. Video games are cool, man. They are cool. Yeah, of course. It's going to be interesting to see, like you're talking about, if in, well, not even if. When yeah. in 10, 20 years later, whoever's doing kind of funny content has grown up listening to Barrett talk will be the old ben man Ben Jr. Now. Yeah, Ben Jr. <laughs> ben, ben, Ben's oh. already had a son. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they're talking about, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom was my Zelda game. You know, my dad, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 18, month old <laughs> got, got it and showed it to me and did all this stuff. And yeah, video games are cool. This yeah. is what I love so much about sitting there and talking about all this stuff. Yeah. And I hope you like talking about it too, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, of course, this is Remember Blank. It doesn't exist without you. We are looking for you to remember Final Fantasy, you to remember Street Fighter, you to remember E3, PlayStation Conference, Xbox. I have a whole bunch of new questions up on Remember Blank. Uh, if you go to kindoffunny.com slash rememberblank, it is free to submit to. But, of course, this is a Patreon-exclusive show, so even if it was paid, you'd be there anyway. We love you. We thank you for your support. Remember, of course, if embargoes have timed out, what, right, the Gamescast review of Tears of the Kingdom is up right now. Go check it out. Share it with your friends. And, of course, stay tuned for this crazy summer game fest. Ooh. I have an email here that's going to break Tim's heart when I tell him about it afterwards. No! <laughs> it's one of those things, though. That's great news. We won't, <laughs> we won't be in town yet. We won't no! be in town yet for that one. But it's also one of those where I think you might be crazy enough to try to make it work. We'll talk about oh. it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Remember Blank. Like I said, kindoffunny.com slash Remember Blank to be part of the show. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.